All right, I got more drink. I took a tinkle. You're ready to go. This is the Ohio Senate debate between the Democratic nominee, Tim Ryan, and the Republican nominee, J.D. Vance. From 21 News, your place for politics. The candidates for the U.S. Senate face off for the final time. Love you guys making it rain up in here. This is the U.S. Senate debate on 21 WFMJ. Tonight's debate is nestled in the grand ballroom of Stambaugh Auditorium. This magnificent venue... Even curious are excited. This, it, it was an exciting debate last time. It's become a historic event venue that has landed on the National Register of Historic Places and a premier facility for the arts in the Mahoning Valley. Good evening. I'm Chris Serenelli. This magnificent venue is the backdrop for tonight's second of... Oh, my God. Of course, media win. Tonight's debate format is going to be very simple. It's going to be an open dialogue that encourages in-depth conversation, all in the hopes of giving you, the viewer, a clearer picture. Ma'am, ma'am, I believe uh, now I want to send you live in sexual anarchy. Tonight's moderators, 21 News anchor Derek Steyer. All right, thank you, Chris, and thank you to our candidates tonight, Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance, for being here and giving voters another opportunity for it to, to hear from you. Joining me in questioning... All right, whoever this dude is, I fucking love him. He's cool as fuck. He's the coolest person in that room. And to my right is veteran Mahoning Valley journalist Bertram D'Souza. Let's not waste any Bertram D'Souza, you are cool, dude. Inflation is the top issue of concern among voters. From what we pay for groceries, gas, and everyday essentials... Congressman Ryan, you voted in support of the Inflation Reduction Act, which you claim will, quote, bring down prices. But some economists and Republicans do not believe this bill will do that as it spends more federal money. Why do you still stand behind this legislation? This is an opportunity for us, one, to reduce inflation. One of the big drivers, and let me first say, um, I know how much pain people are in. At the pump, with food, it's rough. And if you're driving anywhere, if you're a home health care worker, if you're a construction worker, it's been brutal. And I understand that. And that's Boot why stick. For a tax cut in the short term uh, to put money in people's pockets. J.D. said that that was a gimmick, but it's actually an opportunity for us to put more money in people's pockets. The Inflation Reduction Act also drives down uh, our deficit by $300 billion, which will help pull some money out of the economy. And one of the big drivers of inflation is that our supply chains are locked up. So over the last 30 or 40 years, there were a lot of really wealthy people and Democrats and Republicans passed trade deals that shipped our jobs overseas. Now, here we have a pandemic, economic collapse. Our supply chains aren't here. And so the Inflation Reduction Act is is saying, how do we bring the supply chains back? And that's what we've been working on here. We've seen a stream of investments here in Ohio since the Inflation Reduction Act passed in electric vehicles, in batteries. Honda just announced a a huge uh, investment here. Uh, The solar industry up in Toledo, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in investments. We are now natural gas uh, was a big part of the Inflation Reduction Act, which I helped get that in there because I think that's a huge bridge for us and a job creator here in Ohio. So that's how we eventually get it down. But in the short term, the answer is a tax cut for working people. It's not a gimmick. It's an actual economic tool to help relieve some of the pressure. Raise taxes on rich people. To solve the inflation problem if elected. Come on, man. So first of all, we have to appreciate that we're talking about $2 trillion in additional federal spending. That's not going to reduce inflation. That's adding more fuel to the fire. What in the fuck is going on in the chat? (laughs) Podcast listeners, I'm sorry to, to pause the debate. But, like, I don't know what the fuck Modest Proposals over here is talking about. The fuck are you doing, sir? Calm the fuck down. (laughs) I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know what they're on about. If you're new here, my name is Justin Freakin'. I, I do the news. I used to do the news on 11 radio stations. I was a writer for four different newspapers. I've worked as a production tech for a local TV station. Uh, now I do streaming. I, I stream the news and your mom. 
going to do the news my way, and it's high with a lot of cussing. Uh, I'm I'm left of center. That's pretty that's pretty obvious. But I'd say the Chad is further left than I am. I'm pretty institutionalist. I believe in electoral politics, and that's what we cover here. I stream your mom. I don't I don't know who you're talking about. Is an opposition. Who's in opposition to you? Nobody's your opposition here. We're just sitting here doing the news, and we're streaming debates and we're, we're probably making fun of both candidates most of the time uh, Stacey Abrams did pretty good earlier in the Georgia debate in the Utah debate it was an independent who was more right leaning and a Republican and here in the Ohio debate we have a pretty solid um, worker backed Democrat uh, kind of in the vein of Sherrod Brown, who is the other senator from Ohio. So I don't. What are you on about, dude? Do you want to talk? Do you want to hop in the Discord? Like we'll we'll come back to the we'll come back to the debate if you want to. Do you want to hop in the Discord or do you want to call in? I don't even think I have phone lines open right now because. We were doing debates, and I wasn't planning on doing anything else, but we'll talk to you if you want to. Hold on. I want to I wanna know what you're, what you're all up in arms about. We'll see what. I don't, I don't know. I have no earthly idea what you're talking about, my friend. So the number is 917-830-4359. It's on the screen in multiple locations. You can also do bang phone in the chat. Or I'll do it for you. 917-830-4359. Or you can hop in the Discord. Because I want to know what the fuck you're talking about. Because you ain't making sense. You sound like a crazy person right now. And I want to I want to make sense of what what you're on about. Cuz you seem very passionate. And I can appreciate it that you're very passionate. Are you going to talk to me? Can we get can we get back to this debate? You sound like a fucking crazy person. We Americans will defend our rights. You sound fucking stupid, dude. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Anyway. Liberal Americans are Americans, too. We don't... Who... Dude, I got long hair and I'm wearing a bandana and I got earrings and I'm like I look like a pirate. I got a Fu Man fucking shoe. What what political persuasion do you think I am? Your fellow liberals. I don't know. I don't think you got any idea what what, what you're what you're on about, my friend. Anyway, I am sorry to uh disturb <laughs> You live in sexual anarchy. I ain't queer, but I ain't straight either. Um, I'm sorry that we we interrupted our our debate night stream, but I I had to get a feel for what the fuck was going on in the in the chat here, and I'm still not quite sure. So, podcast audience, I apologize that I can't sum this up for you. However, I do, I, I, I love all of you in the chat. The chat is awesome. Of inflation. 
And I really wish Tim Ryan had stood up to his party <clears throat> on this vote because it might have made the inflation crisis God, love you, we've been seeing over the last few months a lot better if he hadn't done what he always does, which is vote with Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden 100% of the time. Now, he says that I believe the tax cut is a gimmick. I think a tax cut's a great idea, but when you propose it, Tim, it is a gimmick because in your time in Congress, you voted to raise taxes $6.7 trillion 113 times, and just a few weeks ago, in the Inflation Reduction Act itself, it raises taxes by $20 billion on working people in this state and in this country, and then it sticks 87,000 IRS agents to go after them. I think to bring down inflation, we need to do two things. First of all, we need to stop spending money that we don't have. The runaway spending is one of the reasons why we have inflation. Larry Summers, an Obama administration economist, said if these guys pass the bill, Fuck Larry Summers. it will get worse. He was right. Democrats were right. Republicans were right. But the leadership on Capitol Hill was wrong. The other thing we have to do, Lindsay, is really open up America's energy sector. Joe Biden has shut down pipelines. He's shut down permitting for oil and gas leases. He's also made it impossible to invest in Ohio's oil and gas sector. That rising energy price that people see at the pump, that they see in the utility bills, that our farmers see when they're paying more for diesel, that was the direct result of policies enacted by Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and supported 100% by Tim Ryan. Thank you, if Kevin. I may, I mean, yes. J.D., you keep talking about Nancy Pelosi. If you want to run against Nancy Pelosi, move back to San Francisco and run against Nancy Pelosi. You're running against me. I put the natural gas provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act. I was the one who made sure we had all of the investments in electric vehicles in the Inflation Reduction Act. Do you not see what's happening out at Lordstown? We have four vehicles out there. Two, a truck, two cars, and a tractor. We have a battery plant across the street that was $2.3 billion investment. This is the future for us, J.D., and I know you're not here a lot, but what we've been working on in this community and in Ohio are the jobs of the future. And the inflation, we saw a stream of investments directly after the Inflation Reduction Act. Solar, gas, batteries, electric vehicles, Honda, Ford, big companies investing into communities like ours. Foxconn has four cars out there. Honda Ford wasn't he one of the one of the bosses on Punch Out? I don't know how much clearer this could be, but this has been a good thing. If we don't do it, you know, this piston Honda. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and we can't have it. Look, let me let me just address that here. So Tim Ryan says that I want to run against Nancy Pelosi. I don't care about running against Nancy Pelosi. I do care about the fact that a guy who's running to represent Ohio in the United States Senate votes with her 100 percent of the time. Now, Tim Ryan, of course, has a TV commercial out there right now. It's actually a pretty, pretty funny TV commercial, Tim. Thank you. to your team. Thank you. Uh, where he says that he, he only agrees with his own wife 70% of the time, yet he votes and agrees with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time. It must, must make things a little awkward in the Ryan household, I suppose. But look, you vote with her 100% of the time, so you can't run from the policies that she has supported, that she has shoved down the throat of the people in Ohio. All right. Now let's talk about, can we talk about the Lordstown? Gentlemen, let's focus, sure. let's yeah. refocus, move on to uh, the next topic. Sure. Gentlemen, the political subservience is kryptonite to this hotly contested race. Schools do in the room. Congressman Ryan has called you Donald Trump's ass kisser. The implication being, you will pay any price for the endorsement and support of the former president who publicly insulted you in Youngstown. To prove the congressman wrong and to show Ohio voters that you are your own man, I would like you to identify one issue that Mr. Trump is wrong about and therefore deserving of public criticism. Well, look, I disagree with the president on a number of things. He's a friend of mine, of course. Like what? to have his endorsement. But look, the thing that, 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 that was wrong about the Trump administration is they put a lot of people in the administration, a lot of bad personnel folks, who actually advocated limitless, nonstop wars that would mean Only a lot the best people, J.D. I grew up would have to go off and fight those wars. A guy like John Bolton, for example, should have never been national security advisor in the Trump administration. But let me address Tim Ryan's point and, and, and your question there. Donald Trump told a joke. He told a joke at a rally based on a false New York Times story, and Tim Ryan has decided to run his entire campaign on it. Now, look, Tim Ryan is publicly out there. Donald Trump doesn't joke, sir. He is a sociopath that does not have a sense of humor. He literally meant you're an ass kisser. National audience and said that he has to suck up and kiss up to Chuck Schumer. The guy who's subservient 
to the National Party is Tim Ryan, who's been begging for these guys to come into this race and save him from the campaign that he's been running. So look, it's ridiculous for him to accuse me of being anything because he has utterly failed to be independent to represent this valley, and he'll be utterly, he'll, he'll utterly fail to represent the people of Ohio if he's elected to the United States Senate. So just so I get this straight, <clears throat> when the former president said, J.D. is kissing my ass because he wants my support, you took that as a joke? I, I, I know the president very well, and absolutely, he was joking about a New York Times story. That's all he was doing. No. I didn't take offense to it. I talked to the president before it. I talked to the president afterwards. Everybody there took it as a joke. This guy goes on national TV and says, I love Nancy Pelosi, and has the audacity of accusing me of kissing anyone's rear end. It's pretty rich. Okay, so we'll get to you, Congressman. Yeah. Mr. Banzer. I mean, have you seen that one picture of her on the beach? For House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other Democratic leaders in Congress and says that you will do the bidding in the Senate. To prove him wrong, I would like you to point to an issue that Speaker Pelosi has totally bungled and therefore deserves public repudiation. Well, let me, let me just uh, first say that this is obviously a clip that J.D. is running to try to misrepresent people. I ran against Nancy Pelosi, J.D., for leadership. And you have to have the courage to take on your own leaders. These leaders in D.C., will, they, will, they will eat you up like a chew toy, right? I mean, <sighs> you were calling Trump America's Hitler. Then you kissed his ass. That's not true. It is true. And then you kissed his ass, and then he endorsed you. And you said he's the greatest president of all time. Mitch McConnell gave you $40 million to prop up your campaign. Peter Thiel gave you $15 million. That's $55 million, J.D. What do you think they want for that? You to kiss their ass. And you proved that you'll kiss their ass, too. And look, it's nothing personal. I'm just telling you, like, I've been in this business. It's tough business. If you think you're going to help Ohio, you're not. If you can't even stand up for yourself, how are you going to stand up for the people of the state? How are you going to take on the corporate interests? All the money you took are from the corporations who sent all our jobs overseas. Peter Thiel, 15 million bucks, buddy. What, what do you think he wants? There, can you answer the question? Is so there I any, notice how he did answer the bumble. question. Well, and he did just one, attack me, so let me one, respond here. One, one, You've taken okay. tens of millions of dollars, Tim, from technology companies, from out-of-state money. How, what percent of your donors have come from the state of Ohio? A very small share. His entire campaign is based on sucking up to the national democratic establishment. And, of course, they support you, Tim, because you support their policies 100 percent. Now, here's what happened. He says he challenged Nancy Pelosi for. I love how their their biggest attack is you're a Democrat. Is that the price of challenging Nancy Pelosi? Can I, can I yes. doing it for yes, what a few Van, days before you failed, like you've done with everything that you've tried to get through just, for the people? Thank you, Mr. Van. Let me just let me, uh, Derek. Let me just answer that. The quote of me saying I love Nancy Pelosi was right before I said I'm running against her. You know why? Because I don't have to hate anybody. I don't have to hate. Republicans. I don't have to hate Nancy Pelosi or Joe. I don't have to hate them. We should. We need to move the political discourse in this country from hate and anger and division to love and compassion and forgiveness and some grace. And all I'm saying is, I don't have to hate her. I took her on. I took her on. She was the top Democrat in the entire country, tough as nails. And I stood toe to toe with her in a room full of 220 of my colleagues with her sitting in the audience, and I spoke my piece. Because when you're from the Valley, that's what you do. All right, and then, then you, you shake hands Thank you and candidates. with her 100% hey, of the time. Move on. I tried. Stand up tried to your party. Vote against Thank them. you, Mr. Vance. Just one time, Tim. Kissed Mr. Vance, thank you. We're going to move on to our next Kissed his ass. Congressman Ryan, you've said that you want to go back to Roe v. Wade, which allows abortion until a fetus becomes viable anywhere from 24 to 28 weeks. But if Republicans take control of both... That the dude's House the coolest person in the room. I just want to keep pointing that, that out. seem likely. So what would you propose to protect a woman's right to choose? Well, I think at that point it would be stopping a national abortion ban. Uh, so Lindsey Graham, who is a major leader in the Republican Party in the Senate has said Lindsey Graham abortion ban and we've seen how difficult this has been here in Ohio we see a couple stories uh, every week where women are in difficult circumstances 
and Ohio health care workers won't take care of them. So they have to go to Illinois or they have to go to Indiana with a tragedy, a tragedy. Pregnancy through rape, a tragedy towards the end of a planned pregnancy. When you have a, a room, a crib, binkies, blankets, parties planned, it's tragic. And J.D. and his extreme crew, they want to have a national abortion ban. They're not happy with people having to go to Illinois. They want people to get a passport and have to go to Canada. Largest governmental overreach in the history of our lifetime. He called rape inconvenient. Like, this is not a guy who's ready to protect the rights of women. These are complicated circumstances. So if, if the Republicans control the House and the Senate, we won't be able to codify Roe v. Wade, which I think is the smart move to move us away from chaos and back to some stability. So I will spend all my time trying to fight a national abortion ban. Mr. Vance, in the previous debate, you said in the case of the Ohio 10-year-old who was raped that she should have been allowed to have an abortion in the state of Ohio. We know that is one exception you support. Are there any others? Well, look, my, my basic view here is that we need to protect life in this country, and it is a very different view from where Tim Ryan stands. Now, in the particular case of that young girl, what I've said is she should be able to get an abortion in this state. And I think one obvious exception that applies there is that it's very dangerous for a young girl to bring a baby to term like that. But let's, let's just back up a second. Two things on this. Number one, the question presupposed that Tim Ryan supports codifying Roe versus Wade. Yet his actual voting record here has supported abortion without limits up to 40 weeks of pregnancy. Tim Ryan voted for a piece of legislation. This is the same thing from every Republican. Providing care to babies who survive botched abortions. That is not the Roe versus Wade standard, Tim. And as much as you call me an extremist, you're the extremist on this issue. The other thing that's important to talk about, Tim Ryan talks about this poor girl who was raped, the 10-year-old girl who had to travel to Indiana to get an abortion. Obviously, an incredibly tragic situation. I'm the father of a nine-month-old girl. It's unbelievable. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have that happen to your child, or God forbid, if you were a young woman, to have that happen to yourself. That little girl was raped by an illegal immigrant, and both the media and Tim Ryan need to be honest about the fact that she would never have been raped. They had the same reaction last time he Tim said Ryan this in the other debate. On border security. So let's talk about the full picture and the full slate of exceptions, absolutely. But let's not let the Democrats off the hook for letting these career criminals into our state to prey on our little girls in the first place. Well, what are the full slate of exceptions? Look, there are a number of different exceptions here. And here's, here's the thing that I want to say here is you, you cannot say with total confidence what every single exception in every single case is going to be. And let me offer just a specific example here. So uh, I, I, I know a lot of pro-life people. I know people who have been pro-life since before I was born. One of the things they will tell you is they support an, an, an exception in the case of incest, for example. I've heard a number of pro-life people uh, say that. But uh, an incest exception looks different at three weeks of pregnancy versus 39 weeks of pregnancy. So I actually don't think... Women don't know they're pregnant at three weeks, you dumb shit. ...every single thing that you're going to vote for when it comes to an abortion piece of legislation. What I am willing to do, and what, what I think is a lot more helpful for voters who are actually listening to this, is to say, number one, what are my principles? My principles here are I want to save as many lives as possible, and I'd love to get us to a country where young women don't feel pressured by boyfriends, by family to have abortions, where adoption services are available, <clears throat> and where young women can get access to the health care that they need to have babies. That's some of the principles that I really Even care six about. weeks is, is kind of iffy. It's, it's there eight weeks, legislation that I'm I would to say. Talk about where, look, you talked about the Lindsey Graham bill. The Lindsey Graham bill protects babies who are four weeks and older, fully formed babies who can feel pain, and it provides reasonable... I mean, six weeks, we're just talking about like two weeks late on your like period. That. You are making the United States the most barbaric pro-abortion regime anywhere in the entire world. You can have some minimum national standards, which is my view, while also allowing the states to make up their minds. California is going to have a different view than Ohio. That's totally fine. I want to save as many lives as possible. That's the principle that guides me. You would vote for Lindsey Graham's 15-week ban? As I ban? just said, I think it's totally reasonable to say you cannot abort a baby, especially for elective reasons, after 15 weeks of gestation. No civilized country allows it. I don't want the United States to be an exception. Thank you, candidates. For our next topic, Lindsey. All right, Mr. Vance, this goes to you. Ohio's opioid overdose death rate is among the top in the nation. Here in the Mahoning Valley, Trumbull County is on pace to have its deadliest year yet, with 69 deaths to date. 
How would you use your role to address this problem? So a couple. Just the reflex in me wanted to go noise, but you know, sixty-nine deaths. Things here, and of course, Lindsay, I know this is such a, a such a tough issue. Um, I'm a, I've been affected by it very personally, and one of the things you know that I, I love about our country. Uh, is that we're a country of second chances. And my mom, who struggled with addiction, I'm very proud to say she's been clean and sober for seven years. I really believe that one of the reasons she got a second chance is because the fentanyl that's now coming into this country, the unbelievable poison that the Mexican cartels are bringing through our open border, it wasn't going around the streets of Ohio at nearly the same level when my mom was struggling with addiction. And that brings me to the, the first answer here. You've got to close the border. You've got to finish the wall, and you've got to make it so that these drug cartels are not able to use the U.S. southern border as a drug trafficking zone. The other thing, and I, I will say, thanks to Senator Portman, who's endorsed me, uh, we are better on this, but there's still so much work to do. We need to make sure that the people who want to take that first step to treatment and recovery actually have a bed available, actually have a detox center available, and that means properly resourcing our mental health and our addiction recovery services. The fentanyl crisis right now is so bad because Joe Biden and Tim Ryan have not done their job. They have not secured the United States' southern border. It is a terrible tragedy. It cannot be allowed to continue, and when I'm in the Senate, it won't. Both of them should be strapped down on the border right now. represent the top county for drug overdose deaths here in the Youngstown region. I mentioned the statistics for Trumbull County earlier. How would you say the federal government is getting the war on drugs wrong? What would you propose to fight it? Well, I think a stronger border, more border patrol. I disagree with President Biden when he's talking about relax, uh, relaxing some of the regulations down on the border. Completely disagree with that. Again, taking on my own party when I think they're wrong. I started the Border Technology Caucus. How do we use technology today to be able to keep this junk out of our, uh, out of our country? And we have to punish the Chinese because they know it's getting into our country. We have to punish the Mexicans, the Mexican government, because it's coming, it's getting processed there and coming into our country. So we've got to do the security piece. And I was a lead sponsor of with Senator Portman of the Comprehensive Addiction and Recovery Act, working again in a bipartisan way, because that's how you get things done. You don't take these extreme positions, you work across the aisle. And I will just say, I think it would be a big mistake to send somebody to the United States Senate who started a fake nonprofit to benefit people who were on opiates and addiction, which is yep. what JD did. He started a nonprofit and didn't spend one nickel to help anybody. He did a poll for himself, which we still haven't seen the poll, so we don't know exactly what's in it. And he hired a spokesperson from Purdue Pharma. Purdue Pharma was the big pharma entity that were pushing all these pills. Killed a million people through opiates. All the pill mills in southern Ohio, all the pill mills in Ohio and other states, they were pushing it. And he hired somebody from there. And then this didn't end. Like, we've been talking about this all summer long. As recently as Saturday, J.D. was doing a fundraiser with a guy who was raising him money, was one of the top 10 pill pushers, doctors, in the entire country. And he just canceled it. You know why? Because the press broke the story and he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. That's not the kind of person we want in the United States Senate representing these families. I have a resolution to designate fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction so that we can have a whole-of-government approach what? to keeping this junk out of our communities. I also supported money for local governments. In the rescue package, I was one of the biggest advocates for us putting money, state and local money, so that local communities and cops and law enforcement can get funded so that we can catch this stuff on the ground when it does come in. It's got to be a comprehensive plan, designated as weapons of mass destruction, and don't put somebody in the Senate who started a sham nonprofit to try to benefit from this whole so thing. Let, let me address this. So Tim Ryan has run commercials falsely accusing my nonprofit of me taking money out of it and it not helping people. It did help people when I put $80,000 of my own money, Tim. But you know what? Those commercials are paid for by pharmaceutical blood money but, because Tim Ryan received tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> from the very companies that have profited off of this. <laughs> and that's exactly how he's able to fund the lies that he's been putting on TV against me. But let me, let me address a bigger issue here. So what Tim Ryan said about dealing with border security actually sounds okay. 
but it goes to the heart of why Tim Ryan has been a failed leader and would be a failed senator. You cannot honestly pretend to be a defender of border security when you have voted for amnesty multiple times in the Congress. You cannot pretend to be a defender of border security when you have voted against border wall funding multiple times. You know, members of Congress get to take somebody to the State of the Union address. And a few years ago, Tim Ryan took somebody to the State of the Union address, not somebody affected by the opioid problem, not a steel worker who lost his job because Tim Ryan didn't do his. He took an illegal alien. His entire 20 years in Congress, he has been anti-border security, and now we're paying the consequences for it. And my simple argument to Tim Ryan or to especially people... Was it like a little green man sitting next to him during the State of the Union? Do your job on border security, Tim, then come and ask the people of Ohio for promotion. E.T. looking alien. I just have a comment there. Real quick. Real quick. I'm not going to take any guff from you, J.D., on this issue. (laughs) This guy has invested into dozens of companies that use foreign workers. This is is why J.D. Vance, with all due respect, is a fraud. It's not true. It's also very relevant to the opioid problem. He has, he has, he wants you to think that he's really tough on, on immigration. Real really tough. tough. On the other side of that, he's actually making money and investing in the companies that hire foreign workers. My little Italian grandmother had a saying for this when she met somebody like J.D. Vance. Due fach. You have two faces. One for the camera and one for your business dealings. Thank you, Mr. Let me, let me address this. This is Congressman Tim Ryan on the left. Let me just 15 seconds. 15 seconds. We need to move on. Truth. So, so, so here's, here's the thing. He just accused me of hiring foreign workers. The implication, of course, is that I've hired illegal aliens. No, no business I've ever been involved with has ever hired an illegal alien. I, didn't say I honestly don't you. know what you're talking about, Tim, but here's okay. the thing. People like Tim Ryan pass immigration laws that allow companies to take advantage of our country. That's step one. Step two is those companies take advantage of those things. Step three is that Tim Ryan blames me and not himself for passing those laws in the first place. doesn't make any sense, Tim. If you would like a change you, to our visa system, vote for a change. Don't vote in lockstep with your party. Right, thank you, you will like a lot of what Tim Ryan has to say, but you will roll your eyes at a lot of shit lib takes. The January 6th House Select Committee held its last public hearing Thursday and voted unanimously. This guy is the coolest motherfucker in that room. Trump and documents he might have. The bipartisan committee made clear that Mr. Trump instigated the January 6th insurrection, the armed invasion of the U.S. Capitol building, to illegally keep Mr. Trump in power. I have two questions. Do you believe that Mr. Trump should honor the subpoena and publicly answer questions under oath from the committee? It looks like he's going to do it. In light of all of the evidence and testimony accumulated by the committee, was the January 6th insurrection an attack on American democracy? It looks like Trump is leaning towards testifying as long as it's live on TV. And cool, do it. Congressman Ryan, you go first. I think that uh, President Trump should be afforded all of the rights that every other American citizen is afforded. He should respond to the subpoena. He should come clean. He should talk about We know that there's been a call from the White House to somebody who was participating in the storming of the Capitol. Um, We should know all this. And if he has nothing to hide, he should come clean and we should figure out what's going on. And I do think that the insurrection was a group of people who were trying to overthrow the United States of America. And I think they were trying to stop the peaceful transition of power uh, from President Trump to President Biden and disenfranchise over 80 million of our own fellow citizens. I think that's absolutely wrong. And in the fact that J.D. literally raised money. Now, there were 140 cops, United States Capitol Police, that were beat upside the head with lead pipes, pepper sprayed, jammed in the doors, beat up with flagpoles. One person died. These are, these are cops protecting the Capitol. Right? They got kids, they got family members, and here this happened. So of all the things to do in that circumstance, our guy thought it would be a good idea to post our on guy. social media, raise money for the insurrectionists, raise legal defense money for those people who stormed the Capitol. That's outrageous. 
Of all the things you could have done, J.D., that's what you decided to do? One of the guys went to jail for four years. Like, we have a group of people that want to overthrow the company and, or, or overthrow the country. And one of the guys who talks about we got to let American democracy die is Peter Thiel, who gave him $15 million in the primary, who just today was saying he wants to become a citizen of Malta. Like, what are we talking about here? This is, this is insane. That's a good question. Thank you, Mr. Now, now, Tim Ryan will vote with labor. So you've got to take that into consideration. Uh, Trump honor the subpoena? And secondly, was this an attack on American democracy? So look, I'm not going to pretend to give the President of the United States legal advice about whether he should honor the subpoena. I think it would probably be uh, a pretty enlightening piece of, of testimony if he did honor the subpoena. But look, the January 6th committee has shown from the very beginning that it's not interested in the truth, that it's interested in a political hit job. And it goes back to four years ago, the obsession with the idea that Donald Trump somehow had the island country, isn't it? By the Russians. There's been a nonstop political effort to not honor the election of 2016. And I think that's just as much of a threat to democracy as the violence on January the 6th. Now, January the 6th, I, I think it might be a tax haven. Repeatedly. And Tim talks about absolutely some brave law enforcement officers who did their job and kept the Capitol safe. Of course, the fraternal order. I'm sorry, it's an arpeggio. Because you have stabbed the police Fair of enough. this district and of this entire state in the back many, many times. That's why they've endorsed me. Why won't you mm-hmm. condemn the violence in summer of 2020 when people were rioting and looting and burning down American streets? Tim Ryan was nowhere to be found. I'm sure now that he's an running for island or an arpeggio. Willing to condemn it. But look, the January 6th thing is it an isthmus problem that I have. Motherfuckers, get it straight. I don't like violence anywhere. I certainly don't like it at the United States Capitol. But the media obsession and Tim Ryan's obsession with this issue, while people can't afford the cost of groceries, where his policies have made it impossible for people to support their families, where we have a massive border security problem, where we know that big tech companies were actively being involved in the 2020 election in a way that hid Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's corruption. Archipelago. And think about a lot of different issues. And I think the political media's obsession with January 6th suggests they're not actually paying attention to the concerns of everyday voters in this state. From Appalachia. Crushed by the policies that you supported. You know, you can walk and chew. We're, we're a very complicated democracy here. But we can walk and Thank chew you clinically. at the same time. If, some, if a group of people storm the Capitol while we're trying to file the paperwork for an election... And, and they're trying to prevent that from happening, and they want to kill the vice president. Like, that needs to Arpeggio be... Arpeggio is like a musical term. <laughs> you want to sweep it under the rug. Like, I don't want to talk about this any more than anybody else. I want to talk about jobs. I want to talk about wages. I want to talk about... Do you about have to refer to me like that? Me and Tim Ryan are both assholes? You know, dignity. But, my God, you got to look into I, it. They're, they're roving around out here in the hallway. Hold on. I'm, I'm and Liz Cheney is not a Democrat. Adam Kinzinger right. is not a Democrat. Liz Cheney's dad was Dick Cheney, Thank you, Congressman. who was vice president of the United States under George W. Bush as a Republican. This is a bipartisan effort. Thank you, Congressman. We want to move on to the topic of gun control now. Mr. Vance, as recently as 2018, you supported some gun reform measures, including red flag laws that are aimed at taking guns from people likely to use them in violent crimes, such as domestic abusers. But your position has shifted, and you said that you would not vote for a bipartisan piece of legislation that included gun grabs. Instead, you're more focused on real solutions. What measures or real solutions would you support to reduce gun violence and mass shootings? And would they include any restrictions on gun ownership for anyone? Well, we have to be clear about what we mean by red flag laws, okay? So that's the big issue here. So, look, we have multiple examples just in the last couple of years, terribly tragic situations where a convicted felon has walked in, passed a background check, gotten a firearm, and killed a lot of innocent people. That's obviously totally unacceptable. I'm a big pro-Second Amendment guy. I know a lot of people who really stridently defend the Second Amendment. None of them think that convicted felons who've been afforded their due process rights should be able to buy firearms and then kill a large number, a small number of people, okay? But here's the thing. 
two issues. One, the reason why we have skyrocketing gun violence. In I don't know that Oprah made him, but like, it's like, I think the hillbilly elegy was on the book club or whatever it was in 2016, 2017. We have really, really high rates of gun violence. We didn't have it two years ago. We didn't have it five skyrocketed him. Nothing changed in the gun law. So we need to get back to common sense law enforcement policies. The second thing is here, we cannot, we, we need to fix the system that's broken as opposed to layering a bunch of additional regulations on top of it. The thing that I don't like is when you create a new background check system with new sets of regulations that go after law-abiding citizens. When we know the current system is broken, why don't we fix the current system instead of going and creating an Are we in for Senator Dr. Phil in the next cycle? You support the Second Amendment, but with that right comes the responsibility to keep guns out of the hands of criminals. What specific limitations on gun ownership do you support, and what would you see as going too far in limiting gun ownership? Yeah, I, you know, here we are in Ohio. One of the great days, at least once a, a year, we try to get out and, and do some hunting uh, with our oldest uh, Mason. And uh, Mason is a much better shot than I am, and he would probably gladly ad- admit that publicly. But it's one of the great days, you know, where you, you go up. You, you get a Glock. On Sunday, you, you get, get up a early, Glock. You go out hunting Everybody on gets a Glock. We have to preserve that culture here in Ohio. It's really important for us to do that. But you can't watch the school shootings. You can't watch the level of violence that we have here and not think we we need background checks, right? We need to close the gun show loophole. We need to make sure that these weapons of war are not readily available. What like would happen in the one community where an 18-year-old, just a few days after his uh, 18th birthday, he's able to, like, Stumble into a gun shop and get a semi-automatic. It's rifle. sad. I don't even know which which shooting he's referring to. Of, of ammunition. If we train a soldier <clears throat> and they go out, they get three hundred rounds. This is this is not right. And kids are scared to go to school. They're climbing under their desks. We see the crime in the cities. How do all these people get these unlawful guns? JD wants to ban the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. The agency that helps us prevent gun tri- uh, crimes. And, and, and tries to solve gun crimes. And he wants to abolish uh, the agency. And here's another example of how extreme J.D. is, right? We talked about the national abortion ban. We talked about he thinks that the election was stolen, which was one of the reasons Trump agreed to, to support him. Alex Jones, a right-wing talk <laughs> radio show with a huge following, said that the Sandy Hook murders of those young, precious babies in Connecticut He said it was a hoax, and he went on and on and said it was a hoax. And I've met these families from from Sandy Hook. Absolutely devastated. You lose a fourth grader to a a madman, and this guy says it was a hoax. Our guy, J.D., says this is one of the most credible news sources in the whole country, and he just got convicted. Echo Blugs Media Boo. This is Ohio core. That's why the Democrats sound so different, but he is very pro-labor. We are running for the United States Senate. This is the highest office you could get in this country except for president. And he's running around backing these extremists, the most extreme people in the country, a guy who denied Sandy Hook. He's like, no, he's credible. Thank you, Congressman. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's maddening. This is a complete fabrication. I never JD, said that. JD, you're on tape, Tim. brother. You're on tape, I man. I never said that, Tim. You, Go and run the tape and find out exactly okay. what I It'll said. It'll be like 30 minutes, and we're all going to know I, you're lying. I, 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 you, I never said that. Notice that he didn't actually answer the question. Well, I didn't give you a single example of something that would meaningfully reduce gun violence either on our streets My microphone or on our not schools. working. And, Mr. Vance, we have a question about school shootings, please, from Berkshire. Sure. All right. Ohio now has a law that allows teachers and other staff to carry guns onto school property. After On September 5th, Vance said Alex Jones is far is more reliable source of information than Rachel Maddow. School shootings in America will start with you, Mr. Mass. Well, is it the answer? Of course not. We need many, many solutions to find the answer to these ridiculous school shootings. And look, I mean, I've got three kids, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, a nine-month-old. When I see these terrible school shooting drills, when I see, obviously, the actual school shootings themselves, my heart breaks for these kids and my heart breaks for the families. But that means that we need to do things that actually work here. 
Uh, I think allowing properly trained teachers to carry firearms can be part of the solution. I think increasing oh my God. police officers can be part of the solution. I think a very, very important part of the solution of reducing crime, both in our schools and in our streets, is making sure, and it sounds crazy common sense, but making sure that we lock up violent criminals. And here's, sorry, here's the thing about, about Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan, when he was running for president, of course, he was a different guy two years ago when he was running for president. He supported ending cash bail. And we know, just in this community, a guy who was let out on nominal bail, who went and got a gun and went and murdered his, his, somebody in this community because we don't have the proper policies in place to ensure the violent criminals go off for a long time. That really is the thing that's changed in this country. It's changed on our streets. It's changed everywhere else. We need to not do radical things. Tim calls me an extremist. <laughs> Ending cash bail is on the far left of his own party, and it's the very sort of thing that makes our Oh, I would say that's less. not on the far we left. More cash bail for violent criminals. We need to make sure that we're not letting these complete scumbags out of jail because Tim Ryan's desperate to be president. Thank you, Mr. Vance. Congressman Ryan, your answer to Bertram's? Yeah, uh, you know, our guy. Our guy. My wife's a school teacher. had been, had been a school teacher for 20 years. We had three kids go to public school. Um, these school shootings scare parents to death, you know, and, and that's why the Alex Jones thing bothered me so much. Um, and I just believe in watching the videos of some of these schools that it is a very risky proposition to have a, a, a person that's a school teacher trained to shoot in that environment with all those kids running around. Like, that is somebody who needs to be very well-trained in a lot of experience, quite frankly. Whether you're a police officer or you have some military experience and you happen to be um, at, at that tragic situation that's happening. So I just, I just think it's very, very dangerous to think that, that you're going to have a school teacher shooting into a crowd of kids. And I, I, get, I get the sentiment, for sure, because it's scary. But the question is, in all of these instances, we tried to pass some reasonable gun safety legislation that Rob Portman supported. It was a bipartisan effort. I endorse calling J.D. Vance a ghoul. Like, this was not an extreme bill. This, this didn't close the gun show loophole. It didn't go into background checks. It didn't go into the Charleston loophole. It didn't go into any of that stuff, which I support. But he was against it. It's like, well, if you're not, John Cornyn from Texas is for this. Rob Portman's for this. Strong Second Amendment guys. But he was against it. And this is, we have to come together. You have to find points of agreement here. You're not always going to get your way. And I want to go to the Senate and I'm going to represent Republicans and Democrats and independents. I'm going to promise that I'm going to try to find some common sense solutions. So, so, so Thank can, can we like to move on, Mr. Vance, please? It's, it, it's just, can we just talk about the mental health side of this, too? J just briefly, and I imagine, frankly, Tim Ryan probably agrees with me on this. Very often behind these school shootings is a person who clearly was mentally unwell, who was not getting treatment, and who was not being ordered into the types of facilities that would prevent them from getting, committing these crimes in the first place. Rob Portman, again, endorsed me, has actually done a lot on the mental health side of the equation. I think that's an important part of ensuring these school shootings do not become more frequent, well, thank, ho hopefully, in the future. Thank you, Mr. Vance. Just, just quickly. Quick, I'm, not, quick. I'm not quite sure why Rob Portman endorsed you, because... You don't agree with any of the compromises that he's been able to make in the last year. And mental health issues happen around the globe. This is the only country where we have these kind of things happening. Keep the guns out of ha criminals' hands and thank people you, have mental health issues' hands. Yep, thank you, Congressman. Our next topic, to Lindsay. Policing, Mr. Vance, first question. You have repeatedly argued Bucket. in favor of keeping qualified immunity for police and allegations of excessive force, but in light of ongoing instances, such as the death of George Floyd and Jalen Walker in Akron, what measures would you support holding police accountable? I wish well, we I had think there trains. Are right now in place to hold police accountable. And I've talked to a number of the membership of the Fraternal Order of Police who endorse me, and they will tell yeah, you fuck those there people are a too. lot of things in place that make sure that the bad cops aren't able to continue to do 
what they do. And, of course, the good cops want that, right? The good cops want the bad cops uh, out of the police. Whoa, no, no, no. We actually have proper protections right now to ensure that the police officers who aren't doing their job aren't able to continue on the force. And here's the important thing here. Because of what happened two years ago and because of the summer of rioting and looting, Imagine still licking boots after Uvalde. And of course, 26 people, a lot of them police officers, lost their lives. The effort that Tim Ryan supported to strip the police of qualified immunity is why we have the violent crime on our streets right now. Talk to a police officer, and they will tell you they're terrified of doing their job because of what Tim Ryan did. Talk to the Youngstown chief of police who wrote you a letter a couple of years ago and called you a traitor for what you did to the police in this community and the police all over the state. Sir, I can show you the video of a cop that wasn't terrified to do his job. We watched it last night here on this very show. That we completely turned the federal government loose on our law enforcement. And the consequence has been streets that people don't feel safe to walk down. Not just true in Youngstown, it's true all over the state. Thank you. And Congressman Ryan, you were criticized for the letter he mentioned to Youngstown's police chief, a letter to Attorney General William Barr that you signed on June 23rd of 2020. It described police brutality and violence as being the leading cause of death among young men, particularly black men, who are three times more likely to be killed by police than their white peers. Do you believe law enforcement protocols need to be redefined in America? I think we need a national discussion. This is clearly a problem. We do have police officers Boy, howdy. Uh, who don't like their job anymore. We have that was clearly an understatement into law enforcement, and that is a real problem. We need more cops. We need better paid cops, and we have to get rid of the bad cops. We also have to understand that there's a complicated relationship between the law enforcement and primarily uh, the black community which means we've got to have a national discussion about this because there are bad cops that do bad things. And I just think that we need to provide the kind of leadership that is needed to start the healing process so we could take the temperature down. Now, I've brought back $500 million to Ohio for law enforcement, staffing, technology, even here in Youngstown, right down the street, shot spotters. I got an earmark for them years ago so that they can identify gunshots in the city and immediately find where it is. That's, those are the kind of investments that we need to make. I also, again, put money into the rescue package to make sure that local uh, governments and state governments have money for law enforcement. Governor DeWine is going around the state passing out that federal money, which I agree with, but it's federal uh, money. And I also have a bill, and this is, uh, this is what I hope is the model moving forward. I have a bill that is a police immersion training bill that has the support of both the FOP and the NAACP. I want to be someone who tries to solve problems. I don't want to keep fighting for another 10 really? years about criminal justice Some reform. Odd bedfellows there. Or any of these polarizing issues. I want us to come together as Americans and have some common sense solutions. And so I will use my position in the Senate to sit down with both the NAACP, the Urban League, and the FOP and say, how can we start working this out? How can we start building trust again? Not someone who wants to throw jet fuel so, on these so, so, so This is a consistent theme of this debate and certainly of the entire campaign. Tim Ryan says that he believes in reasonable solutions. Well, Tim, what were you doing on those reasonable solutions in your 20 years in Washington, D.C.? What were you doing at the moment that the lawless people were attacking our police officers? You were joining in and making our streets less safe. The critical issue here is that Tim Ryan keeps on saying he's reasonable, keeps saying that he's a moderate, keeps saying that he believes in things that 90% of Ohio believes, but when he gets to Washington, he votes exactly the opposite way. I went to Yankee Kitchen for dinner about two hours ago. So many people came up to me, some of them Democrats. And you know what they said, Tim? They said, Tim Ryan has been in office in tw for 20 years and he hasn't done his damn job. That's a direct quote from a union steel worker who you represent. If you were half Thank as you, good of a legislator as you pretend to be, Youngstown wouldn't have lost 50,000 jobs, and those steel workers would not be coming up to me telling me you failed them. Thank you, Mr. Vance. We need to move on. Bertram? All right. Immigration remains one of the most intractable and explosive issues confronted with the nation. Coolest man in the room. Igniting the passions of some Americans is called the Great Replacement Theory. The theory says whites are in danger. Ask the best questions, too. Non-whites as a majority if the flow of non-white immigrants isn't stopped. Mr. Vance, 
You have warned of an immigrant invasion, according to a wise story from last May. Who are these invaders? And how are they coming into this country? Well, the primarily way they're coming into the country is through Tim Ryan and Joe Biden's wide open southern border to the tune of about two and a half million people. And of course, it's not just the people, it's the fentanyl, it's the sex trafficking, it's all the other things that they're bringing uh, right along with them. But 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 look, the, the, the Democrats are, look, they're not Democratic with them. voters and Democratic people, but the Democratic leadership, the people he answers to in Washington, D.C., they're very explicit about that. They say that they want more and more immigration because if that happens, they'll ensure that Republicans are never able to win another national election. Uh, it's not no, about they want workers, you dumb shit. There are, there are white immigrants and non-white immigrants to this country who have enriched this country in an incredible way. I'm married to one. I'm married right. to the daughter of South Asian immigrants, and my life really has been unbelievably blessed and enriched because she decided uh, to say yes when I asked her to marry me. But she came in, or I should say her family came in legally. They followed the laws of this country. And the thing that I worry about with all of this illegal immigration is that if you want to start a relationship with this country, we're all common citizens. We're on a great big American family. We look after each other. Whether you came one generation ago, whether you came 10 generations ago, we're all part of the same family. But your introduction to this country should not be breaking its laws. We you should come into the proper channels. And again, every time he's got an opportunity, he's going to talk about how he disagrees with his party on border security. Go ahead, Tim. But you vote for the amnesty. You vote against the border wall funding. That's what you do. And it's going to destroy this country unless we get it under control. Thank you. Congressman, what is your opinion of the great replacement theory? I think it's nonsense. I think it is grounded in some of the most racial, divisive, racially divisive writings in the history of the world. And this is who he's running around with, talking about replacement theory. There's no big grand conspiracy. This is a country who's been enriched by immigrants from all quarters of the, the world. There's no the problem. It's shameful the for you danger, to accuse me of that, given the, my family. The danger, it's shameful for you to accuse me. My of that. turn, pal. My turn. Oh, buddy. My your turn. turn. My you, turn. What, what you said? I'm here. I'm your guy, this, right? This great, so. this great replacement theory was the motivator for the shooting in Buffalo, yes. where that shooter had all these great replacement theory writings that J.D. Vance agrees with. Some sicko got this information that he's peddling with. Again, those extremists that he runs around with, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ted Cruz, all these guys, they just want to stoke this racial violence. We're tired of it, J.D. This kid goes to a, a, a grocery store in Buffalo where black people shop and shoots them up. No, we, we want to move on from that. Everyone's exhausted. That's why I keep saying, I want to represent the exhausted majority. People that are tired of this stuff, Democrats, Republicans, and independence. We have a. So the, we have a. Hold on, JD. Stop no, this is me. this is disgusting. I, I'd like to get. Here's one exactly what happens when the media and people disgusting. like Tim Ryan accuse me of engaging the great great replacement theory. I'll tell you, you exactly, peddling it. I'll you tell you exactly what happens, Tim. What happens is that my own children, my biracial children, get attacked by scumbags online and in person because you are so desperate for political power that you'll accuse me, the father of three beautiful biracial babies, of engaging in racism. We are sick of it. You can believe in a border without being a racist. You can believe in the, the country without being a racist. And this just shows how desperate this guy is for political power. I know you've been in office for 20 years, Tim, and I know it's a sweet gig, but you're so desperate not to have a real job that you'll slander me and slander my family. It's disgraceful. Thank you, Mr. Vance. I think, hold on. So Vance is saying he's Look, running for I not a real job. I think I struck a nerve with this guy. You absolutely he's struck a nerve. It's he's normal people, Tim Ryan, JD, when you insult their families, you strike a nerve with normal people. About, I would never talk about your family, J.D. I wasn't raised that way. I would never talk about your family. So right. don't try to spin this because you don't want to talk about the fact that you're with the extremists and that belief, which is grounded, going back decades, led to some crazy dude getting a gun and going to a black and grocery it's store. it's disgusting and I've never it's, endorsed it's, it. Jay, it's disgusting. You talk about it's it and you're running around, you're running around with Marjorie Taylor Greene. To believe in a border, okay. Tim Ryan thinks that you endorse the great no, replacement so theory. Not, it's he, unbelievable. This, this, right, this is what you do. You join Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer calling your own people racist for daring to believe in a border in their own country. 
This is the game that he plays. All right, I thank hope you. you feel better, JD. Let's refocus. We're going to get to the end of the program. Thank you very much, candidates. Uh, it is now time for our closing statements. Uh, we've run out of time. Ooh, Mr. mercifully bring this to an end. <laughs> Great. Well, first of all, uh, thank you guys for watching us. I know the Guardians or the Indians or whatever we're calling them these days are playing uh, Game 5 of the ALDS, and we're rooting for them, and I appreciate you guys spending an hour with us and caring enough about this country. Whatever we're calling them these days. My simple argument is, is this, that Tim Ryan's had his chance. He's been in office for 20 years. He's passed five pieces of legislation. Three of those pieces of legislation were in renaming post offices in the Youngstown area. Whenever I'm up here in the Mahoning Valley, I'm constantly approached by people who tell me that Tim Ryan has failed them and Tim Ryan has failed to do his job. I think it's really simple here. We need to go in a different direction in this country, and I make a few commitments to you about what you and your family deserve. Well, thank you for being here and choosing violence, Corey. deserves to go to the grocery store and not have it break the bank, not have it ruin Tim your Ryan did better in the first debate. A nice meal for your kids to have on a Friday night. Number two, I think you deserve a country with a border, and I think you deserve leadership who don't call you racist for thinking that you should deserve a country with a border. I believe that you should be able to walk down your streets in safety. I believe you should be able to take your children downtown for dinner without being mugged or without being carjacked. I believe in Ohio's energy sector and a guy who thinks that we should ban gas-powered cars, as Bernie, as Bernie Sanders and Tim Ryan argued just a couple of years ago, doesn't deserve to represent this great state and most importantly doesn't deserve to represent its people. My argument here is I want you to have a better life. And I think you're not going to get a better life from federal leadership until we take this country in a different direction. Joe Biden has had his chance. Did the policies work? Nancy Pelosi had her chance. Did the policies work? Tim Ryan's had his chance for 20 years, and I think we need to take this country and this state in a different direction. But to get there, to do anything worth doing, I need your help and I need your support, and I'd be honored to have it. God bless you guys and have a good night. Thank you very much, Mr. Vance. Congressman Ryan, two minutes. We see a lot of uh, important things happen on TV that are culture, uh, culturally related. And people ask me all the time, why do you talk about jobs all the time? What'd you say? And I said, let me tell you about my grandfather. My grandfather was a steel worker in Niles, Ohio, for 40 years. He worked 40 days, 40 hours a week, five days a week. And he was able, because he had a good job, he was able to give back. He was the lead usher at 1045 Mass at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church. He ran the beer tent at the Summer Festival because he had a good job. And he was able to give back and participate in the civic life of our community. Because he had a good job, he said, you always got to vote for the school levies. You got to vote for the police and fire levies. You got to vote for the library levies, mental health levies, because that's what helps build a strong community, right? That's why we've got to get these good paying jobs back at Ultima, the electric vehicles, the two natural gas power plants, a billion dollars a piece, all of the stuff that we've been doing downtown in Youngstown and more. These communities were boarded up 20 downtown. years ago. We worked hard, Democrats, Republicans, <laughs> independents, to bring economic development back here. And it's a shame that someone running for Senate wants to come to Youngstown and trash all the hard work that we've done together over the last 20 years. And we've got to do the kind of things that my grandfather did, give back, serve, but it starts with a good paying job, rebuilding the great American middle class, getting rid of these bad trade deals, cutting taxes for workers, making sure we dominate the industries of the future, manufacturing of cars and trucks and electric vehicles and tractors and batteries, going all in on natural gas so that we can make sure we reduce costs for manufacturers here. We've got a bright future. I've been here my whole life. I never left. I didn't abandon this place and go for higher pa greener pastures in San Francisco and then come back and want to parachute in with $55 million of out-of-state money from the biggest corporations in the entire country, the ones that ship the jobs overseas. I'm here. I'm going to stay here. I'd appreciate your vote. Go to timforoh.com. Chip in a few bucks because we're getting our money from the people, and I will be your senator when I get there. All right. Thank you, Congressman Ryan. And Mr. Vance, Mother Nature must have wanted to see this debate. The game has been delayed. It hasn't started yet. So 
Thank you very much for coming up. Thank we appreciate it. That concludes tonight's coverage of the U.S. Senate debate. Again, we want to thank the candidates for being here, and thank you to everyone who tuned in for this very special night. We want to thank the staff at Stambaugh Auditorium for all the hard work in putting this together. Stambaugh. Tonight for 21 News at 11 o'clock, we'll have a complete recap of tonight's. Wait, they did brag about this, uh, the arena this debate was in, didn't they? Or the auditorium. They did a whole package about how awesome the venue was. Oh, shit. Hold on. Like they started off with a whole the thing US about Senate how awesome the venue was. Moderators, 21 News anchor Derek Steyer. But then look how hokey it looks. For the endorsement and support of... <laughs> They're like, this awesome venue we're in. And they're just in front of a curtain with like the shittiest podiums we've seen this far of any debate. And we just, the C-SPAN debate that we watched from Utah right before this, it looked like it was filmed in the 70s. <laughs> it's been a fun night of debates. We started off with the Georgia gubernatorial debate with Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp. We watched that live. The TV station hosting it had some technical difficulties at the start of it. We picked up right after the opening comments. Then we were going to watch the uh, debate with J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan, but it was not posted on online just yet. So we actually watched the Utah Senate debate between Republican Mike Lee who kept walking away from his podium, that is Senator Mike Lee, the incumbent, kept walking away from his podium and getting in the space of the independent challenger, Evan McMullen. All three of these debates tonight were very uh, contentious. It's been a fun night of debates. I did look over the news briefly to see if there was anything important enough that I need to cover before we got out of here. There's not really. There's not. Tomorrow night, we're going to be watching another debate. Uh, it is Val Demings, the Democratic challenger in Florida. He's going to be debating Marco Rubio, the Republican incumbent in the Florida Senate race. We're going to be watching that tomorrow. I don't exactly, I don't think I have the time on that. So keep a lookout. We might be coming on an hour early if that debate is at 7 o'clock, which it probably is. See if I can find that real fast. This will be the only debate in the Senate race. It's going to happen at 7 o'clock, so we're going to be on an hour early tomorrow. For Val Demings, the Democratic challenger in the Florida Senate race against Little Marco, the Republican incumbent. Also on tap for this week, we're going to get Michael Bennett, Joe O'Day, Michael Bennett, the Democratic incumbent in Colorado, taking on Republican challenger Joe O'Day. Senate seat, that is one that... Doesn't look likely that Democrats will lose, but it could be in play. That is going to be happening on Wednesday. Also, possibly we'll get a debate between Catherine Cortez Masto and Adam Laxalt on Thursday. That one's been up in the air. So that's what our debate schedule looks like for this week. If you are watching on Twitch, let's go find us somebody to raid. Let's go hang out with. It is it is my buddy Patrick's birthday. Patrick J Creates is doing his birthday stream right now. Is a fantastic artist. Do go in, tell him happy birthday. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We will see you tomorrow night. Patrol Patrol live starting an hour early with the Demings-Rubio debate in the Florida Senate race.